podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host as always, Scott Carney, and I am joined by Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing today, mate? How are you doing, mate? I'm absolutely buzzing um, after the weekend's result and kind of want to use this platform just to pass on a, a happy birthday to, to Brandon Lee Colin Barker yesterday, <laughs> uh, who was 25 uh, so that comes from the club at twenty two. It doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from me. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were going to do that, mate. Um, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so a happy birthday, Brandon Bloody Walker. Yes. Um, so we are. Yeah, we're live tonight on um, Facebook, YouTube, and. Twitter, I think. I don't know. I'll need to check if it's actually on Twitter. It's the first time I've done that. And I, w- I was planning to have more of the guys on. So please do come in with your comments and stuff. Um, as I say, I'll try my best to get to them. But it is just me and Ryan tonight. So I'm not blatantly ignoring your, your comments. I'll try and get to them if I can. I just don't want to ignore Ryan. Uh, but yeah, as I say, we are going to be going through the um, the Hibs game in a bit more detail and um, why not it was a, a great day everybody really enjoyed it and there's a number of things to, to speak about in, in regards to that also I will apologise to people who are probably listening back to this in audio there's going to be a few visual aids on this um, this this pod uh, a few pictures that we're going to discuss so uh, I do apologise for that but I'll describe them the best possible way that I can so we will start with the Hibs game mate Um what was your takes on the performance overall, um, the day overall? We will break it down in more detail, but just your initial reactions on the game on Sunday. Well, buzzing when I came out of the stadium, absolutely flying. Like It felt like a big result. I know it's the, they say it's a top-of-the-table ca- clash, but it did feel like a big result for us, especially the way the game was going in the first half. I thought that I thought we started the game well, Um Kind of similar to how we started, I think it was a Motherwell game. Mm-hmm. Losing that goal felt like a game-changer. It looked as if we were struggling when we lost the goal and I was starting to get the fear about this is going to be a bad day and this weekend's taking a turn. And I did fear for it because it just looked as if we were doing that overpassing and running out of ideas. And then up steps Mr Portis. Thank you very much, Mr Portis. <laughs> what an absolute idiot you are. Yes, sold his team down the river. He really did. I mean, we might have came back into it, but he really did. Just moronic tackle, wasn't it? Um, we grew into it straight after that, and I thought Gerard's subs were so positive. I'll criticise Gerard for his his subs or his the time he takes to make his subs at times. But I really thought they were positive. Kamara for Roof was a great substitute because it burned a midfielder, and sometimes I think we play too many defensive midfielders in Scotland most of the time and we overpass it and that's why because we've got too many bodies there playing like maybe 10 yard passes next to each other uh, Aribo for Bakuna for, for me was a positive sub as well and then obviously after we got the goals it was right for Davis which just showed us up he, he did his job when he came on and now we were we were aggressive we, we got exactly what we wanted we got the reaction we wanted to that sending off and um 
and the reaction at the end of the game. Oh my goodness, I don't know how many times I've watched Patterson <laughs> roaring at the Copeland. I mean, that's I'm buzzing now thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, the Rangers media team did really well. I think after they quickly got a, a gift made up of them and stuff like that, doing the, the roar at the end, it was really, really good to see. Um, as I say, I was quite, it was obviously when we do a reaction straight after the game, you're literally just left the stadium, spoke about it walking from the stadium to your car, get in the car, and you're just bringing the reaction straight from there. Obviously, I've now sat and I've watched the game back and whatever else. So I think the second half in particular, um, Rangers looked much more like us, um, much more than the, the the kind of Gerard football that we're used to seeing. Uh, especially even after the first goal, I thought we were getting sharper. I thought we were getting better. And even after the second goal, once we'd made it two one, some of the football we played in the closing stages of that match was absolutely tremendous. I know it's against ten men and Hibs were getting tired, but it doesn't matter. We were still hitting our passes. We were hitting our players. To, to the inch, do you know what I mean? Back to the crisp passing, the crisp flowing football that we're, we're used to seeing. And I can't disagree with you. The, the, the bringing on Bakuna and bringing on Roof was a stroke of masterclass, really, from, from Gerard, and it, it worked an absolute treat. It, it really, really did. Um, the goals herself, I mean, it's what Kamal Roof does. Kamal Roof finds himself that wee bit of space where he needs to. And Nathan Patterson, who I will agree, I was a wee bit, I was a wee bit harsh on Nathan Patterson straight after it, after watching the game back. Um, I didn't ever fault his effort, but he, he, he showed a lot more quality than um, than I initially gave him credit for. Even he had a shot that was blocked at one point that could have possibly looked like it was probably going in. Um, so I was a wee bit harsh, but the cross in. Um, for Kamar with me, it's it's absolute class, man. It was outstanding. It was outstanding, and I think collectively as Rangers fans, we need to we need to let this boy make mistakes, and we need to remember that's his first start for a few weeks anyway. Let him make mistakes. Let him have a bad game as well. Let him let him be the player we all know he's going to be because mm. that cross was inch perfect. It was. I mean, Tavernier does it. Tavernier can go a game without putting a good ball in, and we let him away with it. Let, let's let Patterson away with a few bad crosses. He was positive throughout the game. He's passionate at the end, honestly. It drives me crazy. It's just I'm getting I'm falling in love with Patterson the way I fell in love with Barry Ferguson. He is us on the pitch. And we've not had something like that since well, in my opinion, since Barry Ferguson. He really is one of us on the pitch and you better not piss off the blackbird, that's for sure. <laughs> nah, no, mate, no, you're, you're spot on. The passion that the boy has for the club is unrivaled, really, um, and anybody else in that team, and he, he he just gets it and he knows what it's all about, and he is one of us, mate, you've put it perfectly there, he is one of us on that on that park, there's really no doubt about it. Uh, and then, obviously, Barisic as well. Um, it's a great great wee run from him down the left-hand side to beat his man, to put the cross in for Alfredo at the back post. And if you want one person to score a winner in a game like that, mate, it's Alfredo Morelos. The place went absolutely ballistic, and uh, I absolutely loved that. Even as the ball got crossed, I remember grabbing my dad and saying, Alfie's there! And it was the goal, and the place just went nuts. Um but again, real moments of quality from Alfie and from Barisic, mate. Yeah, they were, um, like I said, in, when we did the pod on Saturday, there was, there was quite a bit of criticism for Morelos, his lack of goals recently, and, and Roof was getting it as well. But it just shows you, create chances for these guys and they will score goals for us. And probably Barisic will be the first one to say that he's, he's, he's not just his effort, but he's, his final delivery has been really poor. Um, mm-hmm. this season overall and 
And I was giving him a bit of jib. I was saying to the guy next to me, I was like, I'm fed up seeing Barisic passing the ball back. He needs to be more positive. If he's not getting across, he needs to cut in or for something else. But, I mean, that ball was, again, as I said, with Parsons, it was perfect. And uh, Alfie, as always, does it the hard way, but he gets it in the back of the net. And <laughs> it's just it's great, he's, it's he's great to see because you just know every time he scores, every day, the whole Scotland date it. I don't know, as well as well, sometimes he's got a head like a 50p piece, I think, sometimes because his headers don't go where you want them to. Yeah. And I don't care if it's with it or it didn't mean it, mate. It was just a, a, a real moment of brilliant. And as soon as the ball went in, I was thought he's not missing that. It was just one of them moments you could tell he was, he was going to score. And I knew he was going to score. I'd said it to my dad. I said it on the, the in the car that I'd said to my dad at one point, Scott Wright nearly slipped him through just after the halfway line. And I could see it in Alfredo that he'd just missed out. And I was like, he's going to score. I was like, He's desperate to score, you can see it. And when Alfredo's like that, it, more times than not, mate, he will eventually get himself the goal. And it was obviously the winning goal. I honestly think we were a wee bit, we were possibly unlucky, mate, not to not to score more goals, to be honest. Um, I think we were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place when, when it went to 2 1. Um, but the, the things we've been speaking about, about getting, we're not getting angry or getting. I suppose we are annoyed in a sense of how Rangers are playing, but it's frustration more than it is anything else because we know what this team are capable of, mate. We know the levels this team can hit. And I think on on Sunday, yes, the performances was better, but I think the, the true determination, the character, and the balls, if I'm if, for a better word, mate, the balls that the team showed on Sunday, Ibrox will respond to that. Every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. I said I said to I managed to get a ticket for uh, my oldest, and he was uh, there was a seat next to me, so he came down and sat with me in the second half. And I said to him, we went one each. I said we'll win this game, and he's obviously he's just lived through the banter here, so he's looking at me as if nah. And I was like, I'm telling you, I was like the way Ibrox is today. I was like, we are grabbing this game by the neck, and we're winning it. I'm telling you, and. Uh, it was no surprise that we did do that, but I think Gerard's celebrations after the game weren't just wasn't just because because we won a big game. I think he was happy at how the, the team responded and how how they played the way we know they can. And he he must be so frustrated watching them the past few weeks the way we are. They're capable of so much more, but that that's the real Rangers we've seen on Sunday in that second half because they were they were ruthless. They just grabbed at the neck and about their faces. Pressing the ball, it was it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was real class. As I say, we'll jump back to Patterson. Now it was a big call from Gerard to do that, to drop your captain, mate, and even after the game, to um, not suggest that it was anything other than they've been overusing him. I think is what he said. The the the, the staff have been overusing um, Tavernier um, to play Patterson, and for Patterson to do what he done, and as you spoke about the the passion that he has for the club. The future is so bright for Nathan Patterson. Oh, he's a. Oh, I'm absolutely honestly, I'm absolutely buzzing with him. Yeah, I said <laughs> I, I met you outside the, the stadium before, and it was you that told me that uh, Tavernier had been dropped. Mm-hmm. And I said to my dad on the way up, I said, "When is Nathan Patterson going to play? You tell me when he's going to play, Dad." And he went, "Can't see mm-hmm. it. I don't know when." You know, it just seems as if Tavernier will never get dropped, and it's his captain, so you understand why he's not going to drop him. Gerard has put a message out for me just saying, like, I know he's going to manage Tavernier, but I also think it was a kind of like, listen, this boy's, this boy's ready to go, so 
you need to be on your best form to keep that place, captain or not captain. And but it was it was good. It's positive. It's a positive sub to, uh, replacement in with Patterson. But it's good that he's put a message out saying Tavier's not going to play every single game, and that's not just going to be cup games. He's going to obviously give Ta- uh, Patterson a a go in the league as well. And uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not concerned about him playing against anybody in Scotland at all. He's proven he's proven himself time and time again. Yeah, I I could not agree more with that, mate. Um... We were all discussing it really about was it best to go for him to go out on loan? Was it best for him to stay and just be the understudy to Tav and then to get the nod, mate? And what Gerard called the top of the league clash, mate, he built it up to be um, a massive game. And it is, it's obviously the way things have happened. It's a massive three points for Rangers at the end of the day. But to have the faith in the boy to put him in. Uh, and yeah, okay, he, at points he wasn't great. There was a few slack moments. I also think that I didn't mention this in the reaction on Sunday. I had didn't do him any favours with some of the passes that he was playing to him. Hadji was not great at all. Again, I cannot fault Hadji's effort and his desire. Um, he showed wee flashes in the second half. He had a shot that he was unlucky with Hadji, but the rest of the time, there was there's just one simple ball that's sticking in my head, mate, but it was about five yards. I mean, he just passed out the park. You're like, you know, I had a chance. Do you know what I mean? You've got to give the boy a chance. And one thing about Patterson, mate, he must have covered some amount of ground um, on Sunday. That He was up and down that wing Constantly, absolutely constantly. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted for him. I really am. And yeah, I can't wait to, to see more of, of him. You touched on it, mate. Um, Ryan Porteous, the red card, has obviously changed the game a wee bit. However, um, I did turn around to uh, my dad and the boys that sit next to me. I said, he's probably just done Hibs a favour because we've not been great against 10 men. Um, obviously, it's not transpired that way, but Hibs have appealed this um, tackle. Now, I can't get my head round why you would think about appealing this. There is no danger that this isn't a red card, mate. This is a red card all day long. The the Ryan Porteous is not safe on a football pitch because you cannot fly into a tackle that you have every right to win. He was favourite to get that ball. He's flew completely over the top of the ball. People are saying he got the ball. He got the ball with the back of his thigh. The, so he's missed the entire ball and won it with the back of his thigh. If Aribo doesn't get himself kind of half out the way of that, he breaks Aribo's leg. So I am I am baffled that Hibs have appealed this. I, do you agree with that? I completely agree with it. In real, in real time, when I'm watching it, I was only some four uh, four rows up, and I was probably about 20, 30 yards away from it. I turned to the guy behind me and I said, that's never a sending off. And he went, mm-hmm. I didn't think so either. But when you see it, he's flew in over the top of the ball, which he can't do, endangering his opponent. And it's a, it's a red card all day, but Hibs are feeling that's bizarre. What you will get in this country, because of who the team it was against, you won't get any praise in the referee. Because I think a lot of people thought that wasn't a red card, like in real time. I think a lot of people like. Yeah, when I seen it, I went, well, I don't know if that was a red. Obviously, I was delighted the fact that that boy was getting sent off, Absolutely. but um, well, they were going down to 10 men, even didn't matter if it was him, it was just that they were going down to 10 men. But I was the same, mate. I thought, oh, I need to see that again. Yep. You, won't get, you just won't get the credit because fair play to the referee for sending him off because he's spotted it. He's seen exactly what happened and he's made the right decision. So he should get praise for it. But um, I well done, Mr. Portis. You're never going to grow up, clearly, Peter Pan. 
<laughs> yes, um, <laughs> that's a good computer fan. That's a good one. Um, but I, th- I, if you're a Hibs fan, mate, you would be furious with him. And if I was Jag Ross, I'd be furious with him as well. I'd be taking his wages off him for that week because he's ultimately cost Hibs a, a good chance at getting out there with a, with a result because we weren't reacting very well to going one behind. Okay, we composed ourselves, we were playing our usual passes in the, the, the kind of first and second thirds, but as we were going into the final third, we weren't doing anything great, and then just a, a rush of blood to the head for this boy is, again though, a rush of blood to the head, because he's done it to, he done it to Koulibaly, and he's done it to um, Alfredo Morelos as well. Do you know what I mean? Not oh, I done Borna as well. Oh no, that was yeah. that, no, that was that, no, Aberdeen, the one you're thinking about. Was it? I think so. I don't think I don't maybe he probably has it. I go to Borna as well, mate. Let's be honest, but um, but he's definitely done it in Morelos as well. Um, so yeah, he, he's never going to learn. As I say, it's an absolute crazy decision from him uh, for a ball that he could have comfortably won uh, to, to do that to his team, and I'm I'm shocked that Hibs are appealing that. I really am. After they must have looked at that back and. I've got no idea why they think they're going to get that overturned. I would be shocked if that's overturned. I really would. Um, So we'll move back on to Rangers stuff, mate. Um, John Lundstrom. I mean, especially in the second half, mate, he's probably put in one of the best midfielder performance, uh, one of the best performances for a midfield player this season, for sure. Um, I thought he was incredible in that second half. And for people that have been maybe questioning... Uh, he might be a number eight, he should play more forward. I don't think he needs to. I think he's learning this role that he's in. Uh, I think he's looking more comfortable as every minute goes past with him. Uh, and I thought he completely dictated play in the second half of that game. He looks a different character, does he know that? Mm-hmm. He looks a completely different character. Um, he was brilliant. I thought the way he moved the ball... Constantly, constantly, he was he seemed a lot freer in that role on on Sunday. Um, his engine was brilliant. It's ten pounds if you want to get on board the the team team Lundstrom, By the way, because I started this at the beginning of the season, I get slated for it. Um, I think he'll be I think he'll be a great player for us. And he's he's hitting shots outside the box too, really shitty shots. But I like I'll clap I'll clap that. I, I like to see a player hitting a shot because. He'll catch one one day. Um, he was everywhere. He was making things happen. He was moving the ball fast, recycling the ball. That tackle in the line against Doig, um, mm-hmm. it was right in front of me. Um, perfectly timed. Just energy, desire to win the ball. It's everything you want to see in a midfielder. And I mean, Gerard must have been buzzing off that because that's his type of midfielder. And that's exactly what we need because if, if Ryan Jack can just take his time coming back and Flintstrom's there to uh, give uh, Davis a bit of a rest. It looks, it looks great. It looks as if he's settled in and he was more, more than more deserving of the man a match. Oh, 100%. Me, I think everybody that I've spoke to um, pretty much gave it to Lundstrom. And I think even his, his composure that he showed that in the, the press conference afterwards as well. Um, he just, I think he just, he's a, he's a, he is a professional. He's quite a grounded lad for, for, for what I can tell. And yeah, I think he's just going to go from strength to strength. Obviously, that's going to be a curse for him now, mate, and it's probably never going to happen for him. But he'll start playing terrible. I really hope not, though, because I think he could be massive for us. And it is to give David Davis a rest. And the 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 same old questions come up about Steve Davis all the time, mate. Obviously, his age, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and he's still going away to play with his national team, play with Northern Ireland. So you've got to. 
we're going to have to manage Davis, I think, and the same way we're probably going to have to manage McGregor as well. This potentially could be the last season. Um, McGregor especially, um, possibly Davis. Um, we'll need to see how the 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 cliff or how steep the cliff is that when, when he eventually gets to the edge of it. But obviously he looks like he's not slowing down. But to have a player like Lundstrom coming in now, settling down, composing himself, again, I will caveat it with we were playing against 10 men, but I do think it's irrelevant. I think... If we would if we came out in the second half like that against eleven men um, and played the way that we did, I think we would have got the result. And John Lundstrom was a, a massive, massive part of that of just dictating the play, taking the ball over, breaking up the play that and Hibbs try to do. And yeah, he covered he him again covered he covered some amount of grass um, on Sunday. Uh, we'll move on to um, Kamal Roof, mate. Um, I just wanted to briefly talk about him. It turns out that he can actually play in the same team as Alfredo Morelos, uh, which uh, kind of egg on my face with that one because I didn't think it was possible. But he made a he made a massive difference when he came on. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a brilliant player. I'm a massive fan of him. But and I get people and I get your like your point saying that they maybe looks if they can't play get play with each other, they need to learn to play with each other. Yeah, that's, as I said on Saturday, that's Gerard's headache, and whether it means rotating roof into them, the centre or the two of them need to rotate each other with each other when they're on the pitch. They need to find a way of playing because, in my opinion, you can't leave roof out. The team is such a good player. He's so intelligent. His movement is 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 class. And 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 Morelos, I don't think you can drop him either. He's just he's a machine. He's a talisman for us. So um, no, roof. Didn't surprise me, Scott. His performance on Sunday, he has he has had a few bad games. I, I definitely agree with that. But um, he he's a starter for me every, every single week if he's fit. Uh, yeah, mate. I think the 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 quality that he has, the football and brain that he has, he's anticipation of where the ball's going to be if the shot that's getting struck doesn't go where it's meant to, if it doesn't hit the back of the net. He's he's so sharp um, in his movement that he has as a striker. He's the best that we have at the club. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He's he's better than uh, Alfredo Morelos in that sense. But um, it kind of looked, I say, I'm not a tactics guy. I'm not 100% like, but it kind of looked like we'd kind of focus them two forward on their own up against the kind of 10 men and they were playing quite close to each other Alfredo and uh, Kamar and it just worked I, I I just I think it worked and Alfredo dropping deep was doing some great work as well before Ruth had even come on and then to have both of them been able to do that I mean I don't know if that's something that Gerard's going to look at going forward but you have to agree even Alfredo mate some of his shot when he was dropping deep some of his work was, was superb yeah he's a, he's a workhorse I, I love I think that's something Morelos has added to his game over the past Year or so, I don't think in the first couple of years he was doing that for for um, for Gerard. I know he was scoring goals a lot more, but his work rate is um, he just he just drags players everywhere, and his physicality and wins his free kicks constantly. He's, he's brilliant. But the two of them, I, I'll be honest, I think I think Scott Wright dropped deep and started like making mm-hmm. runs, which kind of freed the space up for them. So I like the way he dropped deep and. Like I say, it's something that Gerard maybe needs to think about how he's going to fit fit the two of them together, and whether that is bringing right deeper or Kent, if it's going to be Kent bring Kent deeper, just so that they two can drift into the middle a bit more. Um, it's a great headache for him to have. It's mm-hmm. 
we as Rangers fans will always find a, a negative. We'll always do that. Oh, <laughs> one's not playing well, or Buff's not scoring goals, or Riff's not looking himself. We'll always find a negative, but it's a positive problem for Gerard to have. Yeah, definitely. Just a question that's been um, sent in there by, by a listener or a watcher, whatever you call him, or a viewer, a viewer. That's probably the right word. Um, Jenk, Ruth and Alfie's situation because they do not get enough game times together. Now, that's probably quite a good point. Um, obviously, we're going on about the consistency thing and building a team to in order to kind of build a, a run of form um, and performances as such. We're winning games right now. I don't mean it in form. I mean like performance levels. And there's probably quite a good point. But as you've just said, mate, Gerard probably tinkering with a lot of stuff right now because there's certain things that he's trying now that are starting to come off. Yeah. He's a, the, him and MacArthur have both said they want to see the team trying something different other than get out to the wings. And I know we scored the two goals from the balls. <laughs> from the, the wings. wings. So yeah. <laughs> I try and trust the methods for us, but he does want to see us trying something different through the middle. And it's a good point that uh, curry muncher, like it. Good point that curry <laughs> munchers made there, and um, that they maybe haven't had enough time together, and that's where they need to work on their partnership. The way, the way Defoe, you knew, like when Defoe was playing with his regular, he was trying to work on a partnership with Morelos in case that materialised. So I'm sure Ruth is constantly on with, with Morelos trying to trying to build something during training, and I think the more game time they get together, the better, because they are yeah. they are the strongest attackers. I don't think anybody can can argue that point. Yeah, and again, though, there might be some management in it with um, Kamal Roof, because obviously we all know he's, he's pretty injury-prone. He has been throughout his career, so there be, could, could be some player management happening within that around his playtime. And I do imagine if Kamal Roof says he's even got a slight knock, um, he wouldn't be, wouldn't be risked because when they're both on form, it's a it's a pretty frightening front line um, that we have. So move on, mate. Um, the team uh, as a whole, now we know that the team are... The, the players are well aware that they are not playing to the levels that they know they can play at. Of course they are. They are not. I, I don't for a second think that they all go in after a, a poor performance and go, oh, brilliant lads, superb, let's all go home. They'll they'll pick it apart. And Lundstrom even mentioned, mentioned that in a, in a press conference that they are their own worst critics and that they'll, they'll pick everything apart as much as they can, which I fully believe that they will do after games. They'll sit down and break it all down. Suppose my question is, Ryan, are we just being a wee bit too impatient right now um, with the team? Obviously, well, I'm going to come on and speak speak about Europe later on, mate. So not in terms of Europe, but in terms of the league. We are getting wins. We are top of the league. We are beating pretty much anybody that's put in front of us. So do we just need to bide our time and let this team get more time together in terms of they didn't have the pre-season that they expected due to COVID, due to internationals, fucking isolating, all this kind of stuff, quarantining, whatever else. So are we being a wee bit impatient as fans? Rangers fans impatient? <laughs> Never. <laughs> you, you watch yourself. Aye, close where that'll just... It's a, it's a good way to be. It must be frustrating for the players at times here because we moan about everything. There's always moans and groans. I have this game in my head every single week. I'm at every fortnight at my Ibrooks and I look at the minute and the clock that the guy behind me moans about somebody playing bad on a pass. It's always round about the three, four minute mark. Unbelievably, yeah. but it is. <laughs> but a couple of years ago, or even last year, before we won the league, we would have sat there and went, at least we're winning, at least we're winning, it's fine, at least we're winning. 
now the standard is, nah, that's not good enough. We need to be winning by more. And it's a good it's a good mentality to have. It's, it's why we're Rangers. It's what's going to drive us to trophies. And if that's... Well, I know it's Alan McGregor's attitude. I'm pretty sure it's quite a few of their attitude. If they're doing the same in the, the dressing room as we're doing in the stands, it is hard to hear sometimes, but it, that's what you want to hear. Like, I think I touched on it a bit. I said McGregor's my favourite player because of his attitude. And after the Hamilton game last year, and we were clear we were going to win the league, but he just said, this isn't good enough for Rangers because we drew on each with Hamilton. I think we were like, I don't know, 50-odd points clear or whatever it was. But... Um, that's that's the attitude to have if you're a, if you're a Rangers player. So yes, we are being impatient and we're overcritical of the team, but we're winning games and this is what makes us Rangers and this is what will push us to titles this year. Yeah, the Gallant View um, Rangers podcast has just left a comment. Cheers, Colin. I'm presuming it's you anyway. Uh, a massive. Yes. It's a massive positive and we're never going to change so means the players need to get used to it and quickly, which is true. We will never change. It's always going to be like this. We'll constantly be the same way that we are. We'll never be happy. Like, naturally never be happy. It's just the way we are. Um, we're just always striving for that wee extra yard, that wee extra mile um, to go. Uh, I, I, I generally think, mate, since I've started doing this podcast, it's actually calmed me down in terms of when I've been, I've been at games. I used to be terrible at games, man, and I've definitely, and say that the guys that sit next to me that listen to us and watch this, they'll probably pull me up and go, ah, You've not calmed down, you've exactly <laughs> the same as you always have been. But I do feel like I, you kind of look at a game a different way, mate, because I'm going to know I'm going to need to talk about the game and whatever else, and I, I kind of stay more calm as well. And my, my dad's getting older, and he's I've already made my dad deaf in one ear, mate, so he doesn't need it any more of it, to be honest. But I do feel like it's, it's calmed me down. There is some shouts that I hear at Ibrox. Like, everybody, everybody's got somebody around them with a shout, and you're going, what are you talking about? Literally, what are you talking about? It's just like, it doesn't make any sort of sense, but it's, it's, it's the way it's always going to be, mate. It's the same as the Subway Loyal, mate. It's always going to be a thing. Uh, people are always going to leave early, no matter what the score is, which, again, is another thing that baffles me. I will stay there and... I've got no rush to go anywhere. I would rather be at Highbrooks than pretty much anywhere else, to be completely honest. So I'm in no rush to get anywhere. But yeah, as I say, I do think sometimes there's a wee bit of impatience in um, this. But again, it's what we are. As I say, you can't really... Yeah, you can't criticise supporters for constantly wanting the best. Uh, and again, it goes... It harps back to the frustration, I think, is that we all... We all know what this team is capable of, and we've just not been hitting the hitting the levels. So uh, the the word that's kind of came up, mate, from it always unity. Um, I've seen a few podcasts, episodes, and whatever else been called unity. Uh, and I'm going to um, I'm going to put up a picture, and it makes me want to talk about a man called uh, Borna Barisic. Um, now. For people that have obviously follow us on um, Twitter and that, I will have shared one where he's hugging Alfredo Morelos and he looks like he's about to go to war. Um, actually, obviously, the picture on the right for people watching. But this is my favourite picture of the weekend, mate, the one on the left here. And it's not, not Gerard pumping his fist. It's not <laughs> Nathan Patterson pumping his fist. It's none of them. If you look at this picture on the left, Alfredo Morelos has just scored, okay? The man jumping over the, the advertising boards is Borna Barisic. He is on his way to the crowd, mate. Um, in terms of unity, in terms of a, a non-homegrown player getting it, mate, I don't think there's many more in that team that get it more than Borna Barisic. He loves it. He absolutely loves it, doesn't he? He's, he's, he's reacted to it. Obviously, I think it was the first was it a European game. He did that corner kick. He went down to the, was it the Legia fans or...? 
can't remember yeah. who it was. He came, down, he came down and gave it plenty to them. Um, and he obviously got the reaction for the crowd and everybody went mental. And the atmosphere just lifted. And see, since then, he's just started doing it more and more often. And Alberts did that. Alberts gave it the badge kiss, which I'm not a massive fan of, but the fans react to it. It gets everybody pumped up. You get that roar. It could lift a couple of the players in the team. Borna mm-hmm. knows that he's got that. It's, it's having that relationship with the fans. We we did not have that for years. Mm-hmm. It's not just you don't need to be a, a top level player to, to have that relationship. I mean, Halliday had it to to a certain degree because he's a Rangers fan. But Borna's got that relationship with the stands. I mean, when he comes down to in the second half, he comes down to the govern. Everybody's like rolling that and on ball and I keep going like. He knows he's got his or on his side. He gets a reaction, and I, he absolutely loves it. And we've got that throughout the team. There is that, as you say, unity. There is that passion running throughout the team, and it's it's great to see the Patterson thing from me. Is, uh, I know I keep talking about. It. We can talk about that all night if you want. <laughs> yeah. Patterson, you, yeah, you could. <laughs> you could, mate. Um, I've got a picture of it coming up, mate. So don't worry, you will see it. But yeah, we. That picture with Bonner when I seen it, I just burst out laughing because I was like, "You've got no interest in saying well done, Elfred, or whatever else." First thing he's doing is going straight into the crowd. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely tremendous, um, and it makes just puts a massive smile on your face. And even before we, um, before we, um, Holander scored against Celtic, Bonner was running over the corner. He did the whole G up fans. Yep. He whips the ball in, and we're one nil up. Make me going to win that match. So. Uh, Bonner might not be playing the best um, and he's frustrating at times he is and we all get quite frustrated with him but uh, from a, for a guy that's not completely homegrown um, and not uh, not even British for that sense he completely understands this and he completely gets it and uh, I love to see him like that you love to see players like that that he, he, I, I don't. I think there could be a serious bid made for Bonner and he would do everything he could to say I don't want to go anywhere I'm quite happy here I want to play in front of these fans and uh, it's always good when you have players like that uh, available to you so we'll move on to the end mate um, Gerald's reaction at full time obviously he came on gave it big fist pumps round every stand and obviously the moment between um, him and Patterson um, for everybody that has I'm sure everybody has seen it uh, and I think I don't know if Gerard's had a wee whisper in his ear or whatever else at this point. Um, as him and Gerard kind of embraced on the park, his play turns around him and said, give it to the Copeland big time. Uh, and Nathan had responded in um, spectacular style. But even the picture as well is up a Balogun as well. You can see in Balogun as well how much it means to him. And Goldson was walking around the end. Uh, he, he was actually the last player on the pitch corner. Goldson, he went round every single stand uh, before he went off. Uh, a true leader he really is. And what a vice captain to have. But the scenes at full time, mate. Obviously, we moved on as well. We we got a wee episode of uh, a wee version of I'm feeling it again. Not quite as good as the old form, as I'd said, but uh, it was a a great day, and it's a real it's a real platform for us to build on now. And the players and the fans, everybody that you've really spoke to that was at the game, uh, and I've obviously watched it as well on the, on the telly one way or another. Um, we all felt it. We definitely all felt that that was a massive three points. Yeah, it was the same feeling. Um, obviously, winning the old firm game, get into the get into the international break. It was that feeling that we've done our job this this period between the international break. We've done our job here. Yes, we dropped two points to Motherwell, but overall, we've extended a lead over the beggars, and we have done our job. We've done our bit, and it's the more you have of that, the closer you get to that title. And if we keep having these positive periods in between these 
42 international breaks in the season. <laughs> oh, no. Um, then then we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be where, where we want to be in May. Um, the celebrations were, as I said, it's. I think it's just more than more than the three points. I think it's the fact that how they performed and I think they all know they grabbed the game by the neck and they got the they got their rewards, which is good to see. And it's good to see the players, as I said, they've got that relationship with the fans now. They, we know that they'll go to war for us. Nine out of ten of them, are, they'll definitely go to war for us. And big Leon, I'm glad you had that picture there because I thought he was outstanding on yeah. uh, Sunday. I thought it somebody's tackling and there was one down at the down at the Govan and he went right he went right in for it. Won the ball, just it's just passion for the shot. I just love it. And Gerard, that's a big thing for Gerard. He wants that, and, and that's why he'll, he'll love seeing Partson because he's a Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Gerard was a Liverpool and played for his boyhood heroes. He'll love seeing Partson coming through and, and giving it plenty to the Copeland. He's probably looking at Partson and seeing a lot of himself in Partson, to be honest, and seeing that these the kind of on the same kind of journeys that he was on. Uh, Playing for your your boyhood club, do you remember? Mate? He's Nathan Parson is living the dream, mate. Absolutely living the dream, and he's living it. And uh there's players that came before him, uh, and obviously through these the, the ten years that we had, mate, there was players that coming through were living the dream, but they didn't get to live the dream to its potential. Nathan Parson is a league winning Rangers player. Um, it doesn't get much better than that, in my personal opinion. It really doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Gerard at the press conference after it said it's okay to show some emotion sometime. You're damn bloody right it is, especially oh, when it yes. makes Ibrooks react like that. It was absolutely um, tremendous, uh, and they are feeling it at the end. It's just it was a good a good day all round, and it just felt it felt massive. It felt like it could be a a game that we could possibly look back on in May and be like that game against Hibs against ten men uh, at Hibs to to turn the game round on its head uh, and to come away with the win and Gerald's reaction that at the end it could be absolutely massive for us. So unfortunately now Ryan we're on to international break um, again. Um, for me anyway I'm not everybody that watches us knows I have got zero interest in international football I really could not care less fair play if you do that's your bag that's completely up to you but for me it's just a two weeks without Rangers Um, but what do you expect from Rangers now um, coming back after the international break obviously mate we've got quite a big game coming up um, from the get go when we get back and it's Hearts at home on the 16th of October what do you expect now do you expect Rangers to kick on yeah, I do. I expect them. To, I expect them to come back, all guns blazing, and Gerard will expect that as well. For some reason, and it's probably I shouldn't be like this with Hearts, but I've got a kind of less. I don't. I don't see Hearts a bigger threat as Hibs are. There's something about Hibs that I think that I think it's because I. I really. I said in the last pod. I think Jack Ross is a great manager, and I liked what he said about the port he's sending off. I thought he really. He spoke well about that. Um, but I think we should sweep hearts aside. Like all, all due respect, they're, they're playing well, and good luck to them. But if we play, if we play the way we did on Sunday in that second half, then yeah, I don't see any problems against Hearts. Um, the fixtures we've got as well. Just saying about coming back, we've got Hearts. St. Martin, oh, sh- cat jumped on me there. Uh, <laughs> hearts, do you see it there? Uh, hearts. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Hearts, St Mirren, Aberdeen at home, Motherwell away. That it's, if we if we can win those games, and the beggars have got Motherwell away, I think it's Livy at home, Hibs away. 
you can't help but think they're going to drop points. It could be a massive month for us. Do we get into this? There's another international break in November, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, November. Um, surely Gerard setting a target of being like, win all these games and see where we're sitting, see where we are um, come this next international break because we're more than capable of winning those games. Um, and I think they'll drop. Uh, you could be right, mate. As I say, I think it's a it's going to be a a big month for when we come back. Look, every month's big now, and it's going to be the the dreaded December month where we've got to play about a hundred games in about four days, and uh, then we'll obviously the winter break after that. But yeah, I think I can get I can get, get where you're coming from in terms of Hearts, and not to be disrespectful to them, they're riding a wee bit of a crest of a wave just now because they've had a, a good couple of results coming up, and the results from the get-go, um, probably against Celtic kind of helped them out, to be honest, and they've kind of been riding a wee bit of a, a wee bit of a wave since then. And yeah, you're probably right, there is there's definitely more quality in the in the Hibs team. There's more players in the Hibs team I would take in a Rangers team than probably in Hearts, to be completely honest, um, especially players like Nisbet and um, even Boyle for that for that matter. Um, but yeah, as I say, I think it's going to be it's going to feel like another big game, I think, especially the way we finished with Hibs on Sunday. And we've got now two weeks to get ourselves prepared and get ourselves ready for Hearts. We could potentially see Ryan back, Ryan Jack back. Um, we could potentially see Ryan Kent back. Um, you, you don't know. Obviously, Hollander's still probably going to be out until well into the new year, in my opinion. Um, kind of the kind of injury that it is. He's going to be a wee while. So, uh, yeah, as I say already, I can't wait, mate. And it's two days into this international break, and I already cannot wait for a week on Saturday to get to get Rangers back and to get back to Highbrooks. I really cannot uh, wait for it. Uh, so I said we were going to mention the Europa League, mate. Um, obviously, it's been pretty poor. If we're going to be completely honest, at Rangers' form in the Europa League, we have uh, we struggled to get to the group stage. To be completely honest, we did manage to get there. Um, obviously, after the the kind of disaster of the Champions League. But anyway, now now that we're kind of coming back and hopefully we're going to be clicking back into a bit of form, do you think, as a fan, would you take the foot off the gas in the terms of the Europa League and just concentrate on domestic this season, considering what the what the prize is at the end of the, the end of the road this season? Yes, I would. Gerard won't. Yeah, no, he won't. No, I know. <laughs> he won't. So it's, it's an objective. Obviously, the financial rewards are getting into the next round. It's an objective for him, for the team, the board. He won't He won't take the foot off the gas. He'll be putting out a team to win against Bronby at home, away, and then beat Sparta Prague. And that's what we need to do to qualify. We need to win those three games. Whether we can do it or not, I'm not sure. Um, I don't. I don't buy into this. Bronby is a guaranteed six points, which I've heard a few people saying. I think that's an arrogant view, especially mm-hmm. how we're playing. We look a different team in Europe this year. We don't. We're not clicking. We're not playing the football we were. Um, so we could get caught short at home. You don't know, but he'll definitely go for it in all fronts. Me personally, I wouldn't. The league cup is huge this year, in my opinion. I think if we can win that, we will psychologically break them again. Mm-hmm. And it could be a massive a massive couple of months for us. Um, that's where my focus would be. But 
Gerard will go for it. He will. And, and if we were, <laughs> I'll change my tune because see if we win against Bromby, I'll be sitting there going like that. I reckon we'll qualify. We need to go for this. <laughs> it's always the same, though, mate. And you know, you, we get obviously we've we've not been great in in the Europa League. It's not been a rather good start at all, and we are up against it now. It's going to take quite a quite an effort for us to get out of the group. I think this team can do it. Yeah, I do. If we, if we play at the levels I know this team can play at, then 100% I do. But um, obviously, you've left yourself with no margin for error now. It has to be, especially against Bromby, it has to be two uh, two wins. And you're right that I think we would be wrong to go in that being arrogant. Um, if I had my choice, mate, I would probably take my foot off the gas with the Europa League as well and just concentrate on domestic because the, the prize at the end of the road is gigantic and it would be absolutely massive for Rangers to get that automatic qualification into the Champions League and the money that goes along with it um, now obviously the Moon Howlers are going to come on and say that we're going to admin again but they're in dire need of £40 million pounds as well mate, that's for that's for sure um, so yeah, as I say, it's it's going to be I mean, if we don't, if we get a draw against Bromby or whatever, then you you might see a bit of a change in attitude uh, with Gerald. And then obviously, there's still the potential of falling into the the UEFA Johnson's Paint Conference League that they've started now. Uh, look, there's still money in that, of course there is. And if Rangers can go in and into a competition, I always want Rangers to win a competition, even a pre a pre-season friendly tournament. Mate, I still want Rangers to win it. It doesn't really matter. But um, if we go into the Conference League. If we play it, if we played at a decent level in the Conference League, we could potentially do quite well in that. Oh yeah, we could. It is am I the only one that's thinking to myself if we get into that, how much money's coming out of my account? <laughs> oh no, mate, God. <laughs> that's as well as even if we get the Champions League next season, mate, I'm frightened to think oh, what the price is going to be. Do you know what I mean? Remortgage. Remortgage. <laughs> Yeah, we've got well, football fans, mate. We've got very short memories uh, with stuff like this. It's one result changes your whole perspective on how everything is going. Look, I, again, I don't think we were particularly great um, in terms of, um, the, especially the first half against Hibs. But the, the to, to do it the way that we done it, and for the the desire and everything else that, that, that we showed the balls, as I said earlier, just to to get there and get that win. And it was just once we had done the hard bit of scoring the two goals and getting ahead, we started playing football again and I started seeing Rangers again. I was going, oh, this is brilliant. Some of the football was incredible. I was telling my dad saying, look at, look at, look at what we can do. This, why, where does where this all the time? Do you know what I mean? Players just grew in confidence. And maybe that's all it took, mate. Maybe, maybe that is all it took. Maybe Sunday was the catalyst, mate, and that's the moment that they're going to go, right, we've got a belief back. We know that we can, we can do this. And that's all you need to hope for, I think, is... That going forward? Yeah, I think so. I think a big thing, and it's see see the sacrifice the sacrifice Camaro on Sunday. I think because we bombed our defensive infielder, the, the football we played after that, it wasn't the overpass, and it wasn't like this this ten yard pass to the side. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think as well when we're playing it from the back. If you take for example, Balogun gets the ball at left centre half, 
if the switch is on to, to Patterson or to Tav, it goes to Colson first and then it goes to Patterson. Whereas yeah. I would like to see it just bypass Colson and get it out there quick. And I yeah. think that we're guilty of that in the midfield too many times. And I think because we sacrificed Kamara, a lot of people are saying, oh, I don't know if that's the right person to take off. It was a masterstroke substitute. It was perfect. Yep. It just freed up everyone to just start going forward. There was no need for the safe man in the middle. The way he is, he's brilliant at that safe play, but there was no need for that. And it was positive and it was attacking and everybody looked as if they could believe we could score. And that's what won us the game. And Yes, let's, uh, let's more of that, please, Mr. Gerard. <laughs> more of that, please, Mr. Gerard. What a way to finish it up, mate. Um, so that'll do us for tonight. It's, it's only two of us, so it won't be as long as always. Look, I've tried to get concentrated on all the comments, and that is coming in. There's, there's been so many. Thank you to everybody for getting involved. I'm sorry there was meant to be at least four of us tonight, and I would have got the comments going a lot more. Um, but I really appreciate you all getting involved. Ryan, thank you so much for uh, coming on tonight, mate. I really enjoyed that chat, um, and it's it's good to be in, entering this international break on uh, on a right high. Yeah, and I'm hoping that the next podcast we do, the, the next international break, we are talking about how we've widened the gap once again. Seven clear, we shall not be moved. Aye, and how we're going to end up winning the Europa League as well. <laughs> that as well, of course. Yeah, we're winning that now, we're winning that. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, of course. But yeah, as I say, it's been brilliant. We won't go away during the international break. We will be bringing you bringing you something. We'll be back this weekend with something, and obviously we'll be back with a, a club preview as well before the Hearts game. So we'll still be bringing you bringing you all content. So thank you to everybody for getting involved. Thank you for tuning in, um, everybody that did. Please do like like the videos, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you could, like and share anywhere that you can, really do appreciate it. Uh, as I say, we will bring you back something this weekend. We're going to have a wee, a wee talk about with the guys about what we're going to actually do. Um, I'm not sure what kind of show we're going to bring you. We might do another live show, um, do a QA. and um, We'll need to wait and see, but we'll definitely be bringing you something. Uh, so that will do us. As I say, thank you to everybody for listening. We are Club at 22, the Champions Podcast, and still we speak to you at the weekend. Take care, everybody. Get through this international break. We will be, we'll be back watching Rangers before you know it. So cheers, everybody.